Welcome everybody back to episode 18 of the Jedi Eternal Podcast. Today I'm your co-host Braxton Taylor here with Andrew, my pot pie pal, Bolin. <laughs> I come in today and I'm like, Andrew, or well, we was talking about it. He's like, and I was like, man, I'm hungry. I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. He's like, and he's like, you want a pot pie? And I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> Fix up some chicken pot pies. Chicken pot pie. Yeehaw. Welcome to the farm, boys. Andrew, how are you doing? You doing all right? I'm, I'm doing well. My belly is full. My belly is full of pot pies. Ready to talk some Star Wars <laughs> with my best buddy. Yes. And how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I am uh, excited. Yesterday was the 40th anniversary of the release of Empire Strikes Back, which is, I yeah. believe, both of our favorite com- favorite movies from the saga. It's a fantastic yeah. one. So uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to get directly into our news, but our main topic for the day will be talking about uh, and celebrating the 40th anniversary, and we'll just have some facts and talk about what we like about it and their things. So uh, those of you who are listening today, um, just go ahead and in the comments out and, and on this post uh, that we're going to make for this episode, go ahead and just let us know what you like about the uh, about the episode, what, what makes it special to you. If it's your favorite one, yeah. if it's not your favorite one, let us know. We'd yeah, like we'd like it. to know so. for sure. Yeah, so without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and move into the news. And so the very first thing uh, that we're going to talk about today is that in the past couple weeks, um, I don't know if you've noticed it, but it's mainly been on Twitter, um, there has been a fan-made petition that has been going around um, kind of basically saying, you know, we want Battlefront 2 back. You know, we know that you ended it. We know that you're concluding production on this game, but we want it back. And in fact, we, you know, even if it's paid, we would love to have some more paid DLC but even though it got some decent traction, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 64 or 65,000 uh, uh, signatures or whatever, um, it was confirmed by DICE's Ben Walk that there will be no more advances made on this game. Um, so, Andrew, do you have more on that? What's your thoughts? Anything like that? Well, I, I will say that I I would, of course, love to see more, <laughs> more content released. Right. Um, you know, the game is... is pretty great the way that it is right now right and so i completely understand why some fans want to see that continued support Mm -hmm. but i also understand why they're not doing it and why they're why they need to move on the game has been around for a while now of course that team has other things they can be working on it's not like they're not making other games we know they're working on a battlefield Mm -hmm. and so you know they want to move that team over to there and get things rolling on that so I get all of that, and the other thing is, is like, sure, everyone's signing petitions saying they'll pay for DLC if it comes out, but will <laughs> but, they really? Will they win really? It? I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. they did free DLC because I believe last time when it was paid, I I could be wrong about this. I think in the first Battlefront there was maybe some paid DLC and it didn't go over so well. Yeah. So you know, this time they did free DLC, and um, and the reason I think they chose to go with the free updates and stuff was because of the whole loot um box oh yeah yeah you know stuff that happened kind of like i'm sorry here's here's right, some content right. for you and so <laughs> right. i i i'm skeptical that they could actually make a profit off of right. doing paid dlcs at this point and so yeah you know it so it makes sense that they just have to move on well i don't think it and i think we because we talked about the, kind of the timeline of what's happening over the next few years with movies right. shows games yeah. and that nature and it really for them to continue making even just dlc it does not align with the production scale and the production um 
schedule of of all of kind of Star Wars. So even if, say say even if Dice was like, okay, sure, let's do it. I, I I'd even probably even go to say that like like Lucas Arts or whatever probably like, nah, we're just gonna move on because yeah. because I don't think it would fit into that. So, but I will say though, how funny how funny is it? What a complete 180 from the beginning of Battlefront 2 where people hated it. I mean, I hate it. I mean, yeah. just put down DICE and EA and all this stuff. And then now at the, at the end of its life, they're like, please, we got 65,000. It, it's funny how that works, isn't it? That that's actually <laughs> yeah. seems to be the way with yeah. a lot of things. But Clone Wars included. Well, Clone Wars included. But granted, it is good reason they it got a lot better as it went, right? True. Um, so yeah. but it thought that was pretty funny. So yeah. But but for those of you who are listening, um, unfortunately, it was <laughs> confirmed by Ben Walk that there would be no more advancements. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So moving on to our second news story of the day, the Snyder Cut has been released. Whoa! <laughs> Star Wars Justice League. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's big news. I mean, you know, Star yeah, Wars. It's big news. I'm so you know? excited about that. Andrew's um, a very big uh, Superman. I'm a very big so Superman fan. I'm a big so Batman guy. Bring me Henry Cavill as Superman back. Yeah. <laughs> and other rumors, I'm hearing he actually may return for another movie. Hey, so. this is a Star Wars podcast, man. <laughs> if you don't like it, then you don't like me. Henry Cavill coming to be a young Qui Gon Jinn <laughs> and Superman. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so this is according to StarWarsNews.net. Uh, there was a some research done on kind of what is the top 10 most streamed show in the U.S. currently at the moment. And um, <laughs> I believe um, this was... Let me see if I can find the timeline of when this happened. I don't see it, but... Anyways, the top one might be kind of surprising. The top is Star Wars The Clone Wars. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty crazy. I mean, to think that in the United States, the top streamed show <clears throat> is Clone yeah. Wars. I, I think that this was for maybe last week. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, The Clone Wars um, with like almost 140 million views. <laughs> And uh, in second place, The Mandalorian wow. with 62 yeah. million. So, yeah. like, that's a huge jump in, Big gap. in, in yeah. the Clone Wars there. And then in third, Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. At 57. Well, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on here. And I think that there's multiple reasons, in my opinion, why Clone Wars is such a big deal and why, why it's, it's, you know, the number one streaming thing right now. For Again, I mean, I, I don't even think I'd go into all the reasons but one of the main ones is a nostalgia, so that automatically pulls in people who probably wouldn't watch it. Mandalorian, uh, you know, it's new. It's still Star Wars, but it's new. Stranger Things, you know, that's a pretty. It's not necessarily niche, but it is like something like if you don't know what it is and you've never heard of it before, like why would you just immediately watch it? Star Wars has a certain appeal, right? So yeah. also you have the nostalgia of Clone Wars, and also this huge push of like it was gone. And then now all of a sudden it's coming back. So it has that next push for it and it's the conclusion. So there are a lot of things right. going for it. it. To me, it is kind of surprising that it is the number one uh, stream thing. But at the same time, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see how it happens. But just to think that an animated Star Wars show is the number one Right. Thing, and to know? make that clear, I believe this is for maybe a week or two span. It's not yeah, talking about... Right. It's not talking about the most streamed ever. Right, right, right. But, yeah. but it's still even... Even, Even for those then, weeks, it's still crazy. It's still yeah. crazy that it's that much higher than anything else on, yeah, well, on, any, on any streaming platform. I mean, that's that's nuts. Yeah, you know so, I mean, I think it's safe to say it was very successful, and uh, 
I guarantee we will be getting more animated Star Wars. Oh, 100%. On Disney Plus. <laughs> 100%. Now, what that, you know, we have all these rumors uh, we've talked about in the past where it's sequels to Rebel that will continue using Clone Wars animation, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, whatever it may end up being, just know that we're going to be getting more animated stuff, whatever right. connotation that comes in. So. Yeah, that team's working on something. <laughs> it's not like they just all went well, home and. Well, actually, they may have went home for a while, but. <laughs> <laughs> they might have went home for like a day, you know, but no, but, but we did get that one tweet from. Uh, Dave Filoni that we read last week or whatever, and I can't remember exactly how he said it, but the way he said it is like, like he's working on something right now. Right, you know, right. Anyway. All right, so anyway, I thought we just want to share that. I thought that was pretty, pretty neat, uh, pretty neat little figure there. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead into our rumors. We have three rumors this week. The very first one is Timothy Oliphant is rumored to be playing Boba Fett in Mandalorian season two. So this is a pretty big rumor. Um. You know, I actually, I have to say, kind of sidetrack a little bit here. I saw a meme on Twitter and it was like, uh, showed like all this poster of all the Star Wars characters. It's like anybody who's not coming in season, season two of Mandalorian, please raise your hand. <laughs> Cause we're getting like all of these, like, oh, this person's going to be there. This person, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. um, of all people, I do hope that Boba Fett is in there. I think that would be pretty sick. And, uh, Timothy Oliphant, I could, I could definitely see him playing that character. You know, obviously we're not going to see his face, but, uh, um, if we do, I mean, like an overdub of whatever, however you say it, of, uh, you know, Tamir Morrison would be awesome. But, um, but just for him to play in his, his mannerisms and things like that, I think you could. Well, so I'm going to counter that. I, I don't believe that he is playing Boba Fett. I believe that he is going to be wearing the Boba Fett armor. Um, mm, okay. but, and, and the reason I say that is because if we go back and read the Aftermath series, mm-hmm. In the Aftermath series, there's a man, he, he is a self-proclaimed sheriff in, in Tatooine, mm-hmm. and he, um, his name's Cobb Vanth, and he takes the um, Boba Fett, or well, he, it never says it's Boba Fett's armor, but he buys Mandalorian armor from Jawas that had scavenged Jabba's um, battles. Yeah, I mean, so what okay. else could it be? So what know? else could it be? And yeah. so he takes that armor and starts wearing it. And, and so he goes around wearing this Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. And so I believe if this is true, if he is coming to play and, he, and, and he's reported to be wearing Boba Fett's armor, mm-hmm. I believe that this is the Cobb Vanth character from the Aftermath series. Yeah, that could definitely make, and make so, sense. And then at some, point, at some point, all of a sudden it'll be revealed Boba Fett is still alive, but he's not in the armor. Right, and yeah. Why they would want to add all that complexity to it, I'm not entirely sure because I think right. a lot of people will be confused about Cobb Vant. Right? Because, like, who's that? You know? Yeah. Like, what, I mean, you know? if you if you didn't read Aftermath, which I mean, eighty to ninety percent of people who are going to watch The Mandalorian will not have read right. have read the Aftermath series. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I I feel like it may be, but then but the I think what'd be cool about it is if it, if that's truly the case is that they would be looking at it like, you know what? This happened in the Aftermath novels, mm-hmm. so we have to do it because it's canon. Yeah, it is and I think that's canon, kind of yeah. cool because if they if they take those, even just those tri- that trilogy of novels that seriously, yeah, that they're like, okay, he's going to be in it and Boba Fett's going to have to get the armor back. I appreciate that and think that's really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. But again, yeah. the other thing to think about with this rumor, though, is that um, this is 
well known enough that someone could just be totally just making up this rumor right. and just you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, with all the flurry of rumors that's going on, you know right. what I'm saying? It's easy to just throw something in the mix and like, oh, hey, here's this new exactly. thing. Exactly. Know? It'd be easy to throw that in there because just because we already know the story of Cobb Vanth getting what right. is assumed to be Boba Fett's armor. Right. Um, but um, Timothy Oliphant definitely looks... I think he would play this character well. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so if it's the case, I'm actually excited about it. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there and how Boba Fett mm-hmm. gets back to the armor. Right. And just to preface this, we already said it, but you know, this is obviously rumor conjecture. Yeah. This, this is, is all just rumor. stuff we've heard. Um, so if this is so completely off base, we're just reporting on one that, you know, the things that we've heard. So, right. <laughs> so don't get your hopes up or get your hopes crushed I mean, quite yet. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, Timothy Elephant might be in it and have nothing to do with Boba Fett's sure, armor exactly. whatsoever. I mean, again, this is all rumor, so yeah. we're all we're just speculating. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll go ahead and go on to the next one there. Yeah, let's go on to our next rumor. And the next rumor here is that the Mandalorian season two might hint that Din Jarn is force sensitive. Wow. So yeah. I do well, what do you what do you have to I, say about this? I don't want that to be the case for okay. me. Yeah, I don't I don't want that. Well, I personally believe they already kind of hinted at force sensitivity in the first season. I'm trying to think, what what example are you thinking of? Not well. There's a couple of different times where it just there's little things that kind of make you wonder. Uh, one of them just being the connection between him and and yeah, uh, Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, another being um, during the fight with the Mudhorn. There's a couple of times where, kind of seems like there might be a little something there. Um, I I also think it could totally not be the case at all, and I'd be completely yeah. fine with that. Yeah. I don't need him to be Force-sensitive. Yeah, and that's kind of what I mean. I was just thinking, for me, that almost kind of detracts from the character of Baby Yoda. You know, yeah, he has the whole Yoda species getting going mm-hmm. for him, but his big shtick, that's different than everybody else that he is. Yeah. For, you know, he's a Force user, you know. Right. So for me, you know, I, I don't think I would mind if they made Din Djarin force sensitive but it would have to be one of those things where like he's just force sensitive like we're like he he knows like a blaster bolts about to him so he kind of like slowly gets out of the way and glances off his helmet or something you know he can't he would ne- i would never want him to use the force right and i don't i'd be surprised if he's like using the force but i do right. think there, there's been a couple different moments i wish i could like tell you exactly what they are i haven't watched it in a while yeah, like a and well and actually if you go back early in our podcast i'm pretty certain we talked about this towards the beginning of our podcast episodes yeah we talked about him potentially being force sensitive and back then i actually had um like actual scenes to talk about i can't think of them right now but um i i think that they could have laid a little bit of groundwork for that to end up being the case right but even if he is force sensitive i hope it's like what you said where it's maybe he he knows when like he can kind of sense when an enemy's that right there, yeah, you know, like stuff like that. Kind of thing going on. Yeah, but it's never <laughs> right. like he's not like force pushing people. Yeah, off I would, stuff. I would not be happy about that. But him being I, sensitive, well, though, I could get. You know, I, I will say I don't think I w- it would hurt my feelings any. I mean, if he ends up, I don't know. I, I won't be a huge fan yeah, of it. I yeah. don't think I would be a huge fan of it. Well, but we'll have to see what happens. I mean, now if he gets a dark saber and you know, all of a sudden now he's using the force and stuff, I mean, hey, whatever. He's he's totally gonna get the dark saber, right? <laughs> right. I mean, eventually. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, right. I assume that's. Or like the second he grabs it, his hands get cut off, and I'm out. Who knows? But <laughs> I mean, if he had the dark saber and he could be the next Mandalorian Jedi. Well, that's <laughs> probably not gonna happen, but it's possible. 
it's not gonna happen. There's no way it's gonna happen. So anyway, so let you guys, you know, uh, let that conjecture go to your heads there and see what uh, what you guys think about it. But moving on to our final rumor for the week. Um, so there have been some very interesting uh, rumors about dissension within the ranks over at Lucasfilm uh, regarding the direction of Star Wars as a whole. Um, it was reported on WeGotThisCovered.com that uh, kind of the factions who are in support with Kathleen Kennedy, and there's some factions that are in report or that are in uh, cahoots with with uh, John Favreau, and apparently they're all kind of like fight with one each other, like saying like you know like we want this to happen, we're like no, well, we want this to happen, and. Uh, basically they're trying to vie for power, uh, in certain areas. And, and basically the, the article was saying how, you know, this could hold some major consequences to, to Star Wars as a whole. So, uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts on that? Well, if we look at what Kathleen Kennedy has done, she's, she's had a lot of, um, I don't know if you can necessarily, call them failures because they've all made fairly decent right. money except yeah. for maybe, I mean, solo, I guess would be the closest thing considered a failure as far as business um, goes. But right. as far as pleasing fans, you know, she's been definitely on the <laughs> right. negative side of things. Right. Yeah. And Favreau comes in, makes a show that pleases yep. pretty much the entire I mean, fan base. First try. Everyone's happy kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, it, and something to consider is this is just his first try and it doesn't necessarily reflect all of his decision making. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it, I could understand where some people it, it could be like, well, Favreau knows what he's doing, like what he made. And look, right. and so it'd be easy for people to start to kind of be like, well, why doesn't Favreau do this? You know, exactly. why don't we get Favreau more involved? Yeah. And, and according to this article, that's what's happening. Yeah. And Kathleen you know. Kennedy might even feel a little threatened by that at this point. Be like, yeah. whoa, you know, the, I'm the president, you know, you don't need you know, all this kind of stuff. You yeah. Know and, um, so I could, I could see that. I could see a little yeah. bit of that going on. I don't know if it's as bad as that article portrays it because I mean, we've seen, Favreau and Kennedy working alongside each other, um, even well, in this, even, even in this behind the scenes, yeah. uh, Mandalorian show that we're watching. Yeah. Um, you can see that they seem to, to be working together even on the Mandalorian. Right. And, uh, they're there with each other a lot. And so I don't necessarily know that they're truly like against each other at their throats or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think there is definitely, I do think there's probably people pushing for Favreau to be more involved. Sure. Alongside Filoni as well. Sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people think Favreau and Filoni after the Mandalorian deserve to be more important in the Star Wars decisions. Yeah, and I, I think so too with that. I yeah. personally think let's see how season two goes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I when season two if season two is just as good as and let well, you know what, I shouldn't even say just as good because if you look back at some of the episodes of even the Mandalorian, there's there's some, some dead moments. Yeah. Yeah. But overall it's it's done well, right? Sure. And so yeah. if the second season is done just as well, I think there's even a higher chance that we're going to see um Filoni and Favreau in higher positions. Exactly. I think yeah. Favreau could end up being like a creative director. Sure. Or, you know, kind of like what um uh Marvel's guy Help me out. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Feige. Kevin yes, Feige. Yes, Kevin. I was just like, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> kind of what Feige is to Marvel. Sure. Favreau could be, or, or Filoni could or be. Either one, yeah. Or, or in collaboration. Yeah, and I would like that probably could be more that than anything. To Star yeah. Wars. And, you know, 
um, Feige doesn't own Marvel. He's not he's not the actual um, top guy. I don't believe. I don't think so. Um, but you know, if you look at Kennedy, Kennedy can stay what she is, mm-hmm. make some of the higher up business decisions, but let Filoni and Favreau do all the all the creative like stuff. creative stuff. Yeah. and I think that's the solution. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that as well. And 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 kind of harkening back to what you said, and this is what they mentioned in the the article as well. It says like you know people who are kind of splintering off against Kennedy is like, well, you know, uh, if you mess up once or twice, then sure we get that. But like, yeah. and that's what they said. They like, well, we have we have Solo, which was was almost a failure, you know, because it got bad press review. They lost money, you know, or got either they lost money, or they got close to losing money on it. Um, I th- I don't think they lost any money, but it was definitely on the lower side mm-hmm. of uh, considered in view of other movies. Yeah, it's still made I think decent money. Decent, but like compared but, to others, yeah. But like looking at it as a Star Wars movie, right? It didn't make near as much as it right. normally would. And that's yeah. And they're just saying like you know Solo was kind of a flop in that sense. You know, um, you know you have the entire sequel trilogy. You know, you have uh, you know under her helm there so to speak you know we got uh, resistance coming out and all of these stuff con- conglomerated together uh one thing after another where like all the fans are just like either they don't like it they feel let down or something along those lines no when we say this we're not necessarily reflecting our exact beliefs on this we're just saying what's the common concurrence on this so you know i'm not the hugest fan of the sequel trilogy right um but at the same time you know there's some elements that i, I like about them and things of that nature i'm just saying in this article they were saying that a lot of people didn't like the sequel trilogy. A lot of people didn't like Solo. A right. lot of people. I mean, I personally like Solo, but anyway, not the time, not the topic. But it's a fun movie. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so my point is, like, they're saying, like, we see all these things that kind of build up on each other, and then yet here comes Favreau, who's already a well-renowned director, well-renowned writer, well-renowned, etc., etc., etc. Couple with Floney, boom, first try, international hit. Now, but there's there is such thing as a one hit wonder. You know what I'm saying? There is a yeah. such thing as 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 getting one thing, you know, beginner's luck, so to speak. You know, so you're right. I think we need to see season two, maybe even season three, before there's some big changes happening occurring within Lucas Arts or Lucasfilm. And uh, but anyway, so it, it's something to think about. There's some crazy stuff apparently going on, but it may not be as bad as it really is reported to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead into our releases. Yeah. Um. We're still pretty dry right now. We have the next Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian episode uh, next week on Friday. And uh, I don't believe any comics are being released this week. Actually, it there's only two comics coming out next month. And, and then in August, we finally get Darth Vader. I believe it's August. We finally get, or maybe July. No, I don't remember. It's one of those two. We finally will <laughs> get <laughs> we'll finally get the next um, issues of Darth Vader and the mainline Star Wars, which like you know we got the last issues of those forever ago. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. even think I was moved into my new house yet when we, when those <laughs> yeah. issues. I don't think so. And and so now we're not we're still not getting them for a while, which is a huge bummer. But you know it's just because of everything that has happened recently. Yeah, you so, can control it. So um, it is what it is. We will we'll eventually hopefully kind of get back into the run of things with with comic issues, and those will start coming out more frequently. But right now it's still going to be kind of dead there. Um, and then coming up soon, we will be having Queen's Peril, mm-hmm. and um, actually next weekend, 
um, on Friday on our podcast, we will be having a non-spoiler review of Queen's Peril here on the show. We'll talk about it, kind of give you guys our thoughts, and then I believe it will come out on that following Tuesday. Yeah. So, so be looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're now going to go into our Q&A segment where every week we make a Facebook post asking you guys uh, to ask and gals to ask us questions, bring up topics, and more. Um, as many of you already know, um, we try to do three questions and topics and suggestions and what have you a week. Um, but if there's ever any more uh, than that, we're going to put them into a queue, uh, which will be the first ones to be answered next week. So as it's been going this week included, the, the three questions we have this week are from last week. So I'm just kind of continually rolling over. But just know that if you do ask a question, it will be answered. So without any further ado, this week's first question comes from David Gill, who says, Talk about that 10-minute monologue that Dave Filoni had in the Mandalorian documentary. He blew my mind. So, uh, if you're not familiar with what he's talking about, as we said just a moment ago, there is a uh, behind-the-scenes documentary, so to speak. It's called Disney Gallery, A Star Wars Story, The Mandalorian, something along those lines. Um, and basically, it's just it's on Disney+, and it's a behind-the-scenes documentary of how The Mandalorian Season 1 was made. Now, what David's referring to is in Episode 2, uh, we do hear about um, the legacy of Star Wars, and Dave Filoni really, really showed his callers in a good way. Um, and he really did prove to, I mean, I already knew it, but he proved to me even further how, if anybody deserves to have some creative control <laughs> in Star Wars, it's it's Dave, because he, he knows Star Wars. He, he knows, knows what he's yeah. talking about. So... Um, so it was an incredibly uh, awesome monologue, uh, and basically what he talked about was specifically in episode one, The Phantom Menace, and how, although, you know, it, it was a prequel, you know, it came after the original trilogy, it helped set up and give legitimacy to the entire saga. And he talked about how, if we look at the life, and I'm just going to kind of go over this quick, because you can watch it, and, and, and we can go back and forth with you, Drew, but basically the premise was is that in episode one, Phantom Menace, um, we see, uh, you know, the acquisition, so to speak, of, of Anakin, right? You know, Qui-Gon gets him, and at first, Obi-Wan is, is very uh, mad. He's like, why why are we collecting all of these useless life forms? Talking about, uh, you know, Anakin as a, as a young boy, and, and talking about uh, Jar Jar, and saying, like, why do, you keep, why do you have all this connection to these useless life forms that can't do anything? Um, but it's because Qui-Gon had a different perspective uh, 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 from Obi-Wan. And um, to make a long story short, we see the life of, of Anakin and how because he didn't have that familial, you know, and even father figure, uh, he, he, he was never kind of tamed. He was never reeled in. He never had those core lessons taught to him, and he became Vader. He fell to the dark side and to the tricks. Right. Because um, Palpatine tried to become that father figure. But what he's saying is if he, in, in the last battle, and Phantom Menace, there was the battle between Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. Yeah. And the song, the best, probably one of the best songs from the OST of Star Wars is Duel of the Fates. And so Filoni goes on and says that essentially that song title is is way more important than we, we give it credit for. Duel of the Fates. Well, we just think, oh, Duel of the, you know, Duel of Obi-Wan, or excuse me, uh, Duel of Maul and Qui-Gon. And, uh, but, but no, they're dueling over the fate of Anakin. Right. And essentially if, and the way Filoni alluded to it is if Qui-Gon won and killed Maul, then Anakin would have had that father figure that he desperately needed and he probably would not have became Vader. But because Maul did lose and Obi-Wan took him under his wing, he became more of a brother 
rather than a father to him, as we see in episode three. Yeah. Um, you know, you were a brother to me, Anakin. You know, he needed a father. He didn't need a brother. He needed a father. Yeah. So, anyway, do you have any thoughts on that? I think um, a lot of this. I, I've read a lot. Some people saying like this was a big mind blowing moment. I, the monologue is amazing, and but I don't. At least for me, like the the implications of that, I kind of already understood. And right. I, yeah. I think what I think what's just so good about it is like the way Filoni explained it exactly to people is what really. Um, really changes that. It he just yeah. explains it so well. It's a concept we all kind of already understood, but he puts it in words that right. we never thought about exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so, I I really did enjoy it, but it is it is it kind of does bring it back um, more so to the forefront than we've talked about in a long time with this, and how important that is that scene is between um, Qui Gon and Darth Maul, and um. I I still struggle a little bit with thinking that Anakin truly would have been different though had mm-hmm. had Qui-Gon um survived because I think that at least personally I think had Qui-Gon survived what would Palpatine have done differently to still ensure that right. he, and he we got never his, know. we'll yeah, never know yeah. but you know I think there would have been Palpatine would have done things differently but because Qui-Gon died palpatine became the father figure exactly and that's yeah. that's the real issue there because obi-wan did not become the father figure he became the brother and palpatine ended up filling the role right that would have been filled by by qui-gon had he survived yeah so so really cool monologue i mean yeah. like i think andrew hit on the nail on the head there you know i think it's principles or concepts that we all kind of already knew but it, it, he just fleshed it out and put it in the in the front of our yeah. face like oh yeah yeah okay then that is something i thought about before but i just never really put it in words so right very good and again i think that him being able to just sit there and explain that like he did again mm-hmm. i think for me at least it, it it really solidifies my thought that i mean he he is the, he's the forefront of, of star wars like if i want somebody having control of star wars i want it to be somebody like him that yeah. really understands the complexities and the nature of how good this, this saga really is you right know? and thank you david for asking that question uh that's yeah. a that was a, a good topic that i've been actually wanting to talk about on here yeah. so thank yeah. you for bringing that to us exactly david bill david <laughs> <laughs> so our second question comes from noah aguilar who says what is your favorite starship that you would want to fly? Oh. So that's a that's a hard question. There's so many, ah. so many, <laughs> so many. Um, I think just right off the bat, I think kind of everybody's knee jerk reaction and my own is is the Millennium Falcon, right? I think everybody is so familiar with that ship and it's the it's the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. And you know, I think anybody that that could fly in it would want to right and that's that's you know it's just so iconic and so awesome and the people that you'd be with in it you know it would be awesome now outside of the generic um when i was younger and we i watched the prequel trilogy i actually loved loved love for the longest time i even had i can't know i don't know where it's at now but i had like a little model of it um but it was the um it was the yellow Naboo starfighters that Anakin gets okay, in. Yeah. And he blows up the uh, the Confederate mm-hmm. or your, uh, the Federation ship, whatever. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Um, wasn't say. Oh, right. But anyway, I loved it. I thought that was the coolest thing. Like kind of the cool like teardrop shape on the engines in the back, and it's just I don't know. 
thought it was awesome. Really love those. Um, and then, um, when, oh, speaking of, we're talking about Empire Strikes Back. Another one that I really liked was the the, the, the little uh, twin pod cloud cars from Cloud City. I don't know why I really like those. I, I'm not sure why I like them so much. I thought they were so cool. Um, and then you get to play them in Battlefront 2, I think, uh, a little bit. And, and that was really cool. So, anyway, so those are some of my main ones. Millennium Falcon is definitely, like, the biggest one for me. And I think it is for pretty much everybody. Uh, but but my second one would definitely be the, 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 the yellow Naboo fighter, Starfighter. So... so- Actually, my number one is an X-Wing. Mm. I just, I love the X-Wing. It's yeah, such, they're so good. It's yeah. such a classic. Um, that That's my number one go-to is the, is the X-Wing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure you're right. Most people probably do choose Millennium Falcon, but my mind immediately went to the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then showing my love for the prequels, I have to also mentioned the um jedi starfighters or the or delta seven yeah those um, are so good too i love them yeah uh those were um pretty awesome uh and loving the prequels and playing some of those games and actually even the jedi starfighter game yeah um, yeah yeah you know those kind of have stuck with me and uh i thought they were cool looking so yeah especially in episode three when we see anakin and obi-wan coming in and those like yeah which i think that's a another model like the eta2 or yeah two or i'm not sure how you say it but yeah i love um, them but yeah those are still jedi starfighters but those are very cool um also i i admit i do i I really like the tie fighters as well um yeah but i mean yeah again i I can literally look at every every one of them like oh i really like that one i really like that yeah you know so but yeah, uh, uh, I want to fly like the dreadnought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really fly that thing, but anyway. Don't want to bet. Darth Vader over there, like on the helm of the ship, and has like a big old wheel. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, there, there's so many great so many ships and yeah, and, yeah, in Star Wars, it's hard to even narrow just narrow it down, one down. Yeah. I would say those are the two that came to me first, and why I chose those. But yeah, I mean, Millennium Falcon and and. Tie fighters. I think those are other the two other ones you have to mention. Like yeah, but yeah. Oh, anyway, so I would pick any of them. So, <laughs> all right. So a third. All of the above, please. <laughs> just check E. All of the above. Um. So our uh, third and final question comes from Willie Powers, and who has a pretty pretty interesting question this week. And he What's says, up, "Uh, if Darth Vader hunted down and killed all the last Jedi, then who is the alien known as the Jedi Killer in the Rise of Skywalker?" So. That's a very good question. Um, and so who you're referring to uh, right off the bat um, was, his name was Ochi of Bestoon. And so this is the guy in long time, <clears throat> I guess, since the movie aired, but spoiler alert. Um, this is the guy who killed Ray's parents, who was sent by Palpatine um, uh, to kill Ray's parents and, and to retrieve her. So, um, so he is called the Jedi Killer. So there's two mm. different ways you can look at this. There's, and we'll just go ahead and just say, tell you the main reason why he's called the Jedi Killer. And yeah. uh, as as mentioned in the Rise of Skywalker novelization, um, it is stated that Ochi of Bestoon was uh, alive and an assassin of Jedi during the time of the Clone Wars, yeah. and uh, I'm assuming aided Vader in some way, uh, you know, post episode or post uh, Order sixty six. And uh, but but during the Clone Wars, he was an assassin. Yeah, for he Jedi. was already a Jedi killer at that point. So that confirmed is, by the Rise of Skywalker novels. So. Yeah, so it is it is canon. That's what it is. That's the main reason he was actually a Jedi killer even during the Clone Wars. Now, so let's and this is something I was thinking preliminarily. 
let's take that out. Say, say you're like, okay, but you know, Vader killed all of them, right? Why does he still called that? Well, here's another thing, way you can look at it is that the, you know, the time in which Vader kills all the Jedi is after episodes, uh, episode three, but it's before episode four. And we're hearing about Ochi in episode nine. So that gap of time is actually, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty wide span of time there. And therefore, you know, we know that Luke opens up a temple. He starts teaching people and, uh, you know, depending on what Ahsoka does, she might be teaching people who knows, right? So there might be maybe not full fledged Jedi's, but there's probably some people who take the moniker of Jedi at that point and who are kind of walking around. So he probably, probably, uh, is taking some of them out as well. So either way you look at it, whether you look at in, in their OG trilogy, prequel trilogy or, uh, sequel trilogy, he does kill Jedi. So that, that is why he has kind of earned that moniker. So anyway, hope that answers your question. Uh, we want to thank everybody so much for asking questions. Um, we have plenty. We'll probably even have to do some more next week, more than three, because we're we're getting quite a few of them in the in the queue there. So, um, but thank you guys. We we love every single one of them. Um, never feel embarrassed to ask a question, or if it's too complex, you know, if it's too easy, you know, there's no such thing. Um, uh, you know, we, we love to have them. So continue asking them. Continually making these uh, episodes uh, even better with your guys' questions. So yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. So let's go on to our main topic for the day, and this is going to be The Empire Strikes Back, Episode 5, 40th Year Anniversary Special Edition. Uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> dealing naming, so I don't know. Um, but no, today, guys, we're going to be talking about Empire Strikes Back. It's personally both of our favorite Star Wars movies, um, and it, it's just a, it's a cinemagraphic, you know, treasure. <laughs> I don't even know the words to say it. But we're going to go over just what we like about it. We're going to go over maybe some trivia with you guys um, and talk about some facts and just stuff. So anyway, so Drew, do you want to lead us off? You know, what what about what about Empire Strikes Back really sticks out to you? What makes it your favorite movie? What's good about that movie? Honestly, I think what really gripped me about um, Empire Strikes Back is is how dark it gets. Yeah. Um, we have this, the first movie, uh, a new hope is very hopeful. Well, very, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a pretty like bright movie, I guess I would say. And, and then we get to the empire strikes back and it starts out with a failure, you know, with a, with a loss and, and basically throughout the whole movie, we see these, we see them losing, Yeah, you know, um, and by the end of it, Luke barely gets away with his life and, and they still haven't won, <laughs> right. you know, and it's, it's yeah. kind of unheard of in a lot of movies these days that, that you will see a whole, um, movie of, of loss like that mm -hmm. and seeing the, them struggle the entire way. Yeah. And, um, but even more so than just that, it's the character interaction Right. The the relationships of the characters in this movie are on another level. Yeah, and that's rarely seen yeah. in in anything in my opinion. Yeah. Um the interaction, just the way the way the characters gel with each other is just so phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. And every time I go back and watch it, I'm I'm amazed again yeah. at just how well put together it is. Just yeah. everything about it. Absolutely. Is just so good. 
Well, and that that's one of the main things that I gotta say about it as well is that like the character development in this movie is amazing. Like, I mean, how George wrote a story in which characters can go from somebody who we barely know to someone who we love in in one movie it's just great because you could maybe do that for you know in a movie with uh one character but doing it with three four five six however many you know what i'm saying it's just it's it's awesome you know and and i definitely agree with with andrew on that whole darker part and that's funny that's the exact terminology I use, that new hope was definitely a brighter movie um and, and literally when i say brighter i mean that figuratively and literally you know when we we open up a new hope it's inside of that uh sh- of Leia's ship and it's pure white and then when it, when it gets done with that and basically the real start of the movie is when we go to luke who's on a bright sunny desert yeah but what the exact op- bright sunny hot desert and the exact opposite starts when we go to uh, uh, empire strikes back which is a dark cold snowy uh you know what i'm saying uh yeah. hoth and so and and and, and so Going back to New Hope, we see, you know, like when the movie, you know, we see some stuff at the very beginning inside the ship, you know, where there's a fight and a battle. But but the real, again, in my opinion, kind of the real start is when we go to, to Tatooine. And and here we go, we see this goofy little kid who wants to go to Tashi Station, you know, and in uh, his complaint to parents about wanting to go fly ships and stuff like that. And then we go flash forward to Empire Strikes Back. The first thing we see is like mutilation and cutting animals <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. sleeping inside of the carcass of an animal to stay warm, you know, yeah. it's just crazy. Now, we're not saying that we like it because it's inherently darker, but it adds brevity to the story. It right. adds a reality to it. And it was a sequel that worked so well. And exactly. rarely does it happen that way. And even to this day, it's hard for a sequel to truly be able to top the first one or... Yeah. or add to the first one yeah and you know when we get when we saw this jump it's three years later and there's this there's all this history and that's that's the cool thing with george lucas and and his movies and 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 this goes for all six of the movies that he was a part of right um the fact that they jump ahead and then they'll mention things that they've done yeah that you don't necessarily know about yet, <laughs> right. but he built a history there for someone else to eventually add on to or to and to bring out. He you know, wanted a whole other story. He he knew that he didn't want this just to be a trilogy. He wanted it to be a universe. Yeah, and, exactly. And it became that and, because of his. his and it movie. felt lived in. That's exactly. The thing. When they got to that second movie, it it felt like they had seen three years of growth. Yeah. And you had seen. Yeah. The the weight that was on them from this war and and what they had been dealing with, and seeing how they had. Gotten gotten closer or yeah. more agitated with each other and, and, <laughs> right. uh, when you consider Han and Leia but right. <laughs> well yeah I mean and, and, you know like I said it, it just to see the difference between episode four New Hope where actually we see this Luke where he went he, he wants to go to Tashi station to get some power converters you know drinking blue milk over there you know mm-hmm. to episode five New Hope where this dude's like in a massive battle flying a ship hunting you know well he's not technically hunting down but theoretically hunting down wampa you know stinking yetis <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> going through a blizzard like just to see that jump of like he's just a little kid so now he's like thrust into this yeah. new realm of uh, dimension of life you know that to me was awesome to see yeah and then on top of all of that we haven't even mentioned yet is one of the biggest surprises 
oh, in all of movie history. history. Yeah, yes. is is the reveal of Vader being Luke's father. And we take that for granted so often, you right. know. But, but but at the time, that was such a shock to all oh, moviegoers. Man. Yeah. And um and will always be considered one of the biggest surprises. And it was just so well done and I mean there's just there's just so much to say, to yeah, say about it. There is it. so much. And it's like there's so much to say that you almost can't even say it because right. yeah, it's just so legendary. And like I said I've watched it. I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many times I watched that movie. I mean, uh, I, I I wouldn't even exaggerate if I say close to like a hundred because I have, I really have. And, uh, you know, I, I watched that and I, you know, you know, no, I am your father. You know, I mm-hmm. get coached all the time, but at the same time, I know what's going to happen. I'm, it's so ingrained in my mind that Vader is Luke's father and stuff. But could you imagine, you know, watching the first one and, and thinking his father's dead and that Vader was the one that killed him. He has this just, righteous vendetta against vader mm-hmm. and also find out it actually is his own father like you know that's just yeah mind-blowing writing yeah. right there yeah. and just imagine uh, just imagine the people that went to the theater and watched this and maybe some of you are even listening right now that have that actually got to have that experience unfortunately we did yeah. not yeah uh, <laughs> we were not born but yeah. um <laughs> my parents were barely born I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. oh no they were born already. No, they were born i'm just kidding <laughs> they're already about 800 years old. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I hope they're not listening. No, they're Anyways. Not. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely they're not, not listening. listening. Especially 45 minutes into it. <laughs> if my mom listened, it was after the first minute of talking about some blue guy in blue the Mandalorian. Blue guy. That's exactly she, the blue guy. She, she was gone. <laughs> she jumped out. So, um, no. Um, but now I don't remember. Oh, so if you were <laughs> in the theater, just imagine watching that movie, watching them you know all of this loss that they have they keep they keep losing and you get to the end han gets taken taken away <laughs> yeah. um you know we don't i mean most people probably didn't know if he was ever even coming back or if he was gone you know sure yeah and and then luke um you know gets his hand cut off and he's hurt and everything and it's just like imagine ending on that yeah and exactly. knowing you're going to have to wait who knows how long for the for the next movie. I mean, I guess for us, maybe the, the yeah. closest closest example of something like that would be Infinity War and oh, having to yeah. wait for Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it yeah. was probably a similar feeling, but yeah. um, it was just such a such an impactful moment and something that rarely do you see right. happen in movies like this where they are not afraid to to bring it down to that level oh, yeah. and to end on those notes. Um, and and it was surprising in Infinity War when they did it because sure. you still don't see it that often. No, very 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 few times. By the way, I want to say if if you are listening to this and you were in the theater originally yeah. uh, back in 80, 1980, I think it was seventy nine eighty something like that. I don't know, <laughs> whatever it was. I think the last one was eighty two. So I think it's eighty, right? It was either, maybe seventy nine. I don't know. Whatever you if you watch Empire we weren't Strikes born, Back, how are we supposed I, to I know? know? I wasn't even thought about. <laughs> um, no no no, for real though. If you were in, if you were in the theater watching that, uh, while you're listening to this, we we really want to hear from you. Please comment on the uh, on the post. We would well, love wait, to hear. Well, it would. It, it's the 40th anniversary, so it would be 80. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can't do math. I don't know because <laughs> it's yeah. Common sense. What's that anyway? Um, no, we would love to hear from you. I think that'd be really cool to, to get the perspective of somebody who has watched it in the theater. You know, what was your reaction when you saw that moment? So anyway, um, uh. I can't remember where I was going to go with that. Anyway, so if you if you do that, 
yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to hear from you guys. But overall, I think I think that 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 you're right in that that it's such a mind blowing thing. And you're right. I mean, it left it on such like a a a breath, you know, a speechless moment. Like what, what, what? And then also cuts off. You're like, what? Oh my gosh! You know, you know what's gonna happen? How do you get go from here? You know, um, yeah. I mean. it, just, it was awesome, yeah. And, it, and it just makes Return of the Jedi all that much better. Sure, uh, yeah. When you when you do watch it and see, you know, where they kind of have their triumphant return, where where Luke shows up and and gets Han back Han and Solo all that saved. stuff, and, yeah, and, um, yeah. and it makes just that so much more and satisfying. Then, and then the redemption of Vader, you know, don't think started on that, you know, but yeah. but but yeah, I mean, I just think that you know we don't want to get too far into because we're talking about you know, empire, but, but yeah, I just think that empire set such an incredible, incredible stage for return of Jedi to yeah. come in and, and, and just wow everybody and finish up the story, you know, yeah. at the time. You and know? many, and many have tried to mimic it and <laughs> many more will, will still try to, to mimic it Right. as far as like doing an arc where in the middle you have the, the darker, um, <laughs> right. but I don't think anyone will necessarily ever be able to, to craft it as well no, as, no. as they did. Yeah. So, anyways, let's just go into some. I, I have some facts here to to, to talk about here. We can just mention some of these. Uh, so, one of them, and uh, these are just some that I've gathered. And uh, some of you may have known these. Some of you may have not known. But uh, starting with this one, Emperor Palpatine was um, not played by Ian McDermott. In the Empire Strikes right. Back, um, that was his Broadway days, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> way back um, in the pre-special edition days, the Emperor was played by a woman, mm-hmm. Marjorie Eaton. She uh, was the appearance of Palpatine, and the voice was Clive Revel. Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting so, thing there for those of you who didn't know. There's also some another further dimension of that fact that uh, I don't know if you hear about this. Uh, they obviously had a mask put on this woman, mm-hmm. right? And they superimposed chimpanzee eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Superimposed chimpanzee eyes on the original well, and if you go back and look at it, it's very strange looking. <laughs> it's a very so. disturbing thing. Which, that's the goal, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, the but. original... And honestly, I'm look. Actually, I'm looking at the picture right now. It kind of looks like Snoke a little bit. It kind of does. <laughs> like, yeah. It gives you a little bit <laughs> of a Snoke does. look. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I th- I think that's kind of a, a fun thing there. Uh, another one that's interesting is in whenever David Prowse and and uh, Mark Hamill are having the big moment, right, where right. he says, you "No, know, I am your father." I am your father. Uh, when they were on set, Prowse's line that he says, because of course James Earl Jones um, went through and and um, uh, he's the one that actually dubbed. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah, yeah. thank you. Dubbed the lines. Um, so, but what Prowse reads in that moment was Obi Wan killed your father. <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing there. Uh, and so the real the real line was not in any script and was only shared with Mark Hamill moments before shooting so that he would react accordingly. Wow. So See, at that moment everyone thought yeah. that it, that it was Obi-Wan that So even the cast and crew were surprised. Only <laughs> only Luke <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that means they they all didn't even know till the movie That's actually a good was question. shown. I would lo- if I was ever a writer director, I would totally do that. <laughs> 
because <laughs> only Luke knew what was actually being told yeah. there during the yeah. during the scenes recording. So yeah, or filming. <laughs> that's, so that's interesting. So um, yeah, that's awesome. I got some more here. Let's see. Uh, the the scene with oh we didn't even mention the fact that this is the movie that brings in Yoda. Oh yeah, and Very is point. one of the greatest portions of the movie in my opinion is the whole <laughs> yeah. thing with yoda yeah, him acting crazy and him just like stuff. luke trying to eat and yoda's like smacking the <laughs> stick on and it, or no yoda's trying to grab his uh, yeah, uh his food his like food. Rations it, it, or it's just so good it's yeah. all of it is just so good um but anyways <laughs> i love that stuff i'm just like yeah. looking thinking about those scenes right now uh part of the swamp Oh, it was actually actually took place partly in George Lucas's backyard. <laughs> no, uh, when R two D two was actually filmed in Lucas's swimming pool that was still under construction. <laughs> so there you go. You now know that some of Star Wars was in George Lucas's backyard. Oh wow! <laughs> Sacrifices we make. <laughs> um, another interesting thing is early drafts of the movie script included a plot with Wampas attacking the rebel base. Yeah, and and they actually yeah. would end up killing like uh, plenty of stormtroopers when they invaded. <laughs> uh, some scenes were shot for this, including C three PO removing a sticker from a door warning people about wampas inside, which leads to a stormtrooper being grabbed and dragged inside to an untimely end. Oh, uh, if you, you, they actually filmed that. I'm sure you've seen it, but it looks so... It's hilarious. I love it. And it's, the funniest part of this deleted scene is just how quickly the stormtrooper who opened the door closes it again, condemning his fellow soldiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's death. one that has this man yeah. in the door and the one standing right in front. Opens it, goes like, she's like, you see this huge long yeah. hand that looks obviously like it's on a pole, grabs mm-hmm. it, and just yeah. shuts it real quick and just walks off. It's pretty great. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of you know this one, but Lucas hated hated the I know line. He was not a fan of Han Solo yeah. doing the I know, but uh, but then they ended up showing doing a lot of test screening and everyone liked it, so he ended up deciding the. I have a, a little bit more further explanation on that. So, um, from my understanding, from what I what I read, is that they didn't know that Harrison Ford was going to come back. So the original line was going to be, um, oh crud, uh, what was it? He was supposed to say "I love you" back back. That was what she was going to say "I love you," and he was supposed to say "I love you too." Yeah, but there's something else that he's gonna say. He's supposed to say too. But anyway, uh, there's another line that they had mentioned that they might use. Anyway, but they didn't know he's gonna come back, so that's why he says, "I know." And then they originally, and then so eventually they agreed, even though Lucas didn't quite like it. Everybody kind of agreed that, like, you know, a, a scoundrel like Han, you know, that's something he would say. You right. Know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, so, it fit the character perfectly. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. Did you know that Empire was the first movie to be numbered? So when Empire Strikes Back came out, it was labeled episode five. Meanwhile, future showings of A New Hope would all be labeled episode four. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being in the theater? You're like, wait, what? That would be so <laughs> confusing. And they're, you know, they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, episode five, and you're like. Huh? What did I miss? Like, <laughs> how long have I been asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Had to be so confusing. Yeah, it's really interesting because you know, like I said, the original viewing of New Hope just said Star Wars, and yeah. then and then yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Now like, huh? again, a lot of these that we're talking about here, 
if you're like super fans, you probably know these. Right. But uh, we just wanted to to throw out some facts, and because some of you may not have have heard these before, right. and so it's just kind of <laughs> some interesting stuff. Another one that's interesting is that Boba Fett. This is actually Boba Fett's third appearance. And um, yeah. the reason for that is because of the holiday special. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was also um, in a official Star Wars parade before anything else. He was I did actually, not know about yeah, that part. So he was actually in a, in a parade in the San Anselmo County Fair. Uh, <laughs> that was his actual first appearance. Oh, wow. And so that's kind of interesting that yeah, they I, decided I to, that to do a... Yeah. The very first show Boba Fett in a parade. <laughs> so bizarre. We're like, <laughs> at a county that fair. Guy? <laughs> That's, who's that guy? Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I knew he was in the. I knew he was in the uh, the abomination of the Christmas uh, special. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, Leia is your sister was a last minute addition. Uh, because the original script for The Empire Strikes Back mentions Luke having a separate twin sister. This is likely why even in the final script, Yoda is ambiguous. When Obi-Wan says, that boy is our last hope, Yoda says, no, there is another. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, another yeah. interesting there. Actually, I, actually, I read that yesterday. Uh, it listed her name because Darth Vader is actually supposed to tell him, which didn't even make sense how he'd even know if he didn't know about Luke being, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They listed their names, her name somewhere. It was something like Eva or something, I think. And... This is also the Star Wars movie that George Lucas had the least to do with. For A New Hope, Lucas was both writer and director, and while he had a lot of help, he was the final authority. For Empire, he was neither writer nor director. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, sometimes it's easy to forget that. that yeah. You know, he yeah. was technically uh, not the the head honcho, even though he is at the same time. He had, like, because, the final say, but... Because, like, you know, I clearly... And, and when you go and look and stuff, even though it says he's not the main writer or um, director, it was still his story. It was right. still what he wanted. They, they could put out the flesh, but the skeleton was still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that director for, was like Irvin something or other. I don't remember name. Yeah, this this year, I think, may have been what you were talking about. Um the reason that Han was frozen in carbonite was because they didn't know if he was going to come back. Yeah. Uh, it was added because of Harrison Ford's unwillingness to sign for more than one movie <laughs> at a time. So they froze him just in case they couldn't <laughs> <laughs> get him to sign again, I guess. Wow. Harrison, he, he's always been a stubborn mule. <laughs> so this is why the first idea for a Star Wars sequel, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, had no Han Solo in it at all. An empire ended in a way that should Ford never return, they had an easy way to explain his disappearance or death. I mean, good writing. I so guess, there you but, go. Uh, there yeah. you have it. Han Solo <laughs> was only frozen in carbonite because they didn't know if they could get him well, to sign and, it. And, and what an iconic <laughs> moment that was. So to think that that was just an accident, yeah, or not an accident, but you know what I'm saying? It was uh, yeah. impromptu. It's pretty crazy. Right. So. Okay. So now we're going to go to our last thing we're going to do here. If, if, if you guys are listening and you got 
uh, some pen and a paper or on your phone, whatever you want to do. But if you want to go ahead and we're going to do a Star Wars quiz. Uh-oh. And um, <laughs> we're just going to see what happens. Me and Braxton are probably not going to do very good. So At least I'm not going to probably do I very good. I wanted to say this out right the bat. I can't, I, half the time I have to look up my own phone number. So just because I probably will get most of these wrong doesn't not mean I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to believe that we know anything about Star Wars after this quiz. So really this is probably a horrible idea. <laughs> We're going to lose all of our listeners. <laughs> so sorry. Guys. I'm like, wow, a bunch of fakes. No, um, I promise we do know lots of things about Star Wars, but it doesn't mean we're going to do good at this quiz. Yeah. We'll so anyways, see. if you are interested in doing it with us and like seeing how many you get compared to us, yeah, I don't go know. ahead I have no and grab clue a... Uh, what? what? I'm saying I have no clue what he's about to ask. So we've I don't not either. done this before. I don't either. I, don't, okay. I, I pulled up a... It's actually on StarWars.com. If you guys you guys could actually go pull it up yourselves. It's a quiz. How well do you know Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back? Um, oh, okay. Cool. And so I've not even looked at the questions yet or anything. Yeah. So, I, so this is completely unscripted. So that's why I'm scared right now. <laughs> right. So anyways, here we go. Okay. What is Han... Oh, and also I want to mention that you don't... It doesn't actually show you the answer, mm-hmm. so just make that clear. Oh, it doesn't? Oh, man. Well, I think it will show us at the end. Okay, okay, okay. So, so bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> does it at least tell you if you're right or wrong, though? Yeah, it does okay. tell you if you're right okay. or wrong, which we might have... I don't know. We'll have to see how we'll it see works. What it okay, what's So, question? what is Han Solo's call sign on Hoth? Echo 3, Echo 4, Echo 5, Echo 7. So, I know that... Luke is Echo 3. And he goes, Echo 3 to Echo... Uh, Han, old buddy, you still there? I'm pretty certain I know this one. Echo 7. Yeah, I think it's yeah, Echo I'm pretty 7. sure it's Echo 7. Okay, me and Braxton yeah. are going to say Echo 7. You yeah. guys go ahead and write down yours. It's Echo 3, Echo 4, Echo 5, or Echo 7. And... Echo 7 is correct. Oh, I guess. All right. Yeah, boy. Which type of droid is not seen in Echo Base? Ooh. Mouse... Wed Treadwell, two one B, gunk. Okay, so I think that's an easy question right off the bat. I think opinion. it is as well, but I—I I mean, they could be trying to trick me. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I know. I think I know. I think it's mouse. Yeah, because, because mouse are on imperial ships. Mouse are usually typically. on imperial ships. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm, so going, I'm, I'm pretty solid with mouse. All right, line. so me and Braxton are going mouse, but again, it's mouse, Wed Treadwell, two one B, or gunk. So. Here we go. Mouse. Correct. Oh, oh yeah. Two. <laughs> I know Star Wars. <laughs> what was Luke out investigating when he was attacked by the Wampa? A probe droid? A fallen um, Tauntaun? A meteorite? A cave? That's a tr- that's kind of a trick question. That is. That is. Because what was question. he thinking he investigated or what was he actually investigating? <laughs> uh... He was obviously investigating the probe droid, but he thought he was investigating a meteorite. So I'm locking in meteorite as the answer. It's I'm I'm I, I'm I'm I think what is he investigating yeah, is a meteorite. Right, 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 so, right. so okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. A meteorite. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so worried about yeah. that one. I'm like. Oh man, uh, that was—I was actually worried about that one because that's a true question. Because he thought he was investigating a meteorite, but he actually was investigating yeah, a probe yeah. droid. So it's like, all right. So who speaks these words, Your Highness? There's nothing more we can do tonight. The shield doors must be closed. Oh, General 
I'm going to get all the names wrong, so I apologize. <laughs> General Carlos Rican, Dak Ralter, C-3PO, Major Bryn Derlin. It's obviously not C-3PO. I've thought in my head. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking I it's General Rican or Riken, but I could be completely wrong. It's I'm just, not, I'm pretty it's sure mainly it's, because I, I recognize that name yeah. a lot. Well, I, I want to say, I want to say right off the top of my head, it's Major, uh, what was his name? I think Major it's the Major Brenderlin. Yeah, I think it's him. Because, and, and, and I, I'm pretty sure it's him, but I'm just saying, rough top of my head, though, who's the guy? Like, why would a general be manning a door? You know what I'm saying? I could see a major manning a door, but why would a general? I'm going to go with major. Major. As well. Yeah. That's my. So far, we're just doing the same ones, but it's okay. <laughs> yep, that's correct. Yes! Yes! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Redemption! <laughs> Okay, hopefully you guys have gotten all four correct as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right, which Imperial officer fails Vader for the last time? Ooh, I'm pretty sure I already know this one. Uh, Piet, Ozel, Nita, Mahdi. Okay, I'm, uh, sure I'm sorry, can you repeat that? My phone Piet, is going off. Piet, Ozel, Nita, Mahdi. I think it's Mahdi. Oh, boy, okay, I thought I knew this, but Admiral Pete. No, he Admiral Pete's the one that gets promoted after... Someone dies. Ozel. Oh no, I just lost. I just lost it. What? Did it turn off? <laughs> hold on. What second. did you do? I don't know what I did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to hurry and go back through them again. Uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Andy's phone just had to go crazy. <sighs> Hopefully it doesn't happen again. <laughs> okay, so. What, well, okay. What's the final two? Let's. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe Pete as well. No, no, no. Pete is you not don't the think one. It is? No, no. Pete's Why? the one that gets promoted after the one dies. I'm not. I I know that for a fact. And Marty, he, I think he is still around. I think it's Nita. Well. I think it's Nita. I don't recognize Nita or Ozel, so they might have been good ones to just kill off. I, I think it's Nita. I'm going. It could be wrong. This is why I'm actually like. Pretty I sure I on. honestly I don't know. So yeah. I'll go. Let's you, go, with Nita. go Nita. I'm, I feel Nita. Nita was wrong. No! I bet it was... It's um, probably... Mo or I, I bet it was Ozzel. Mm, I don't know. Well, guys, there you go. I, maybe, we, we're well, not perfect. Maybe you guys guessed Ozzel and got it right. But <laughs> Who knows what we... I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to go back and look on that yeah, one. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. it shows all of I'm hoping the so, end. too. Yeah. Okay. Princess Leia advises all troop carriers to assemble at which entrance? North, south, east, west. Now, see, these are the ones I'm really yeah, bad I, at. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know... All troop carriers I don't think assemble. it's south. I just feel in north. I don't think it's north. I think it's I think it's I west. I think it's west or east. I'm going with west, but I, I I feel I'm pretty confident. I know I know it's not south because we we hear about Luke coming through the Luke coming through the south entrance, so they're not going to go through the south entrance. Maybe they do. Maybe it is the south entrance. No, I know it's not south. I, I want to say it's not north. I want to say it's west. I'm I, I'm feeling west. I don't know. Just pick it. If it's wrong, then then you're like, oh, I knew it was north. So <laughs> just pick west. Just pick west. Just do it. West was wrong. I knew it was north. No, <laughs> no it, it's I'm east. writing mine down that I said north, so I make sure I get my point. If... <laughs> yeah, shut up. Actually, I'll remember that I said north. Okay. <laughs> Which tool does Han request from Chewbacca to repair the Falcon's hyperdrive? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Insider, hydro spanner. Power calibrator, transponder. Oh man, 
I really um, don't know on this one. Uh, Hydra Spanner, maybe? Oh, man. They I, all sound yeah. familiar, but I can't remember. I, I'm sure that they, they've said the, that I think those I old. think we should say Hydra Spanner. Yeah, that sounds right. But... It was right. It yes! was right. Hydra Spanner was yes! right. <laughs> what is the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field? 3,720 to 1. Yeah. I already know that yeah, one. That you, don't even, right. you don't even have to answer that. Right. I guess at the folks at home, I probably shouldn't. Have. Sorry, guys. Oh, I forgot to even read off the. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're getting so just... focused on the quiz right now. We're trying to prove yeah. our, our, our. I didn't even read Star it off. Wars. I just did it. Sorry, guys. Oh man. Sorry. <laughs> well, you just consider you guys got that one too. Yeah, <laughs> you, you guys. Yeah, I know you guys know it. <laughs> what does Luke tell Yoda? His is his reason for wanting to be a Jedi, Princess Leia. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, Obi Wan, his father. I know. That Believe one. it's his father. Yeah, it's his father. Yeah. I guess I should maybe wait a little longer to let people like. Well, I mean, just because we think we know it doesn't mean it true. Right, true. So I'm pretty sure it's his father. Though. I'm pretty sure it's his father. Correct. Yeah, boy. What does Yoda say is inside the cave on Dagobah? Only what is inside you. Only what you take with you. Only what you fear. Only what you wish to see. Say the first two ones again. Only what is inside you, only what you take with you, only what you fear, only what you wish to see. I think it's only what you fear. I don't. Pretty sure, because I'm pretty sure the, the cave shows what you fear the most. No, it's what's inside you. Inside you. Because it was a struggle with his father, and he's thinking he's going to turn into his father. That's why it's inside him. It shows what's truly inside you. And it's the dark side that was coming inside him, right? hard one i think i i'm gonna say fear and then if you, pre- you can I'm, you can say inside I'm, you and I'm you can say remember inside. that yeah i was wrong yeah i knew it was inside you i don't know that it is but i'm pretty sure that it's inside you so <laughs> eh, whatever so i uh, see you guys get i don't know on, on what platform does han land the falcon in cloud city oh come on oh my goodness what was what's our options um for? 727, B27, 327, A37. I don't remember there being a letter. I want, I want to say 727. I don't know, though, on that one. Mm, I have no idea on this one. See, I, I was thinking opposite. I was thinking maybe one of the A or B ones. I don't think so. I, 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 I'm pretty sure there was only numbers, but... I don't know. My final guess is 727. I'm going to say B27. Well, since you choose your last time. Okay, I'll choose yours time. this time. Yeah. Yours was wrong. No! I don't even remember that I said B27. We're going to look back and see I'm if I'm pretty sure that it wasn't. What does Lando say no. is the price he pays for being successful? Oh, I already know this. Higher one. taxes, no friends, more responsibility, trouble with Imperials. I already know this one. Higher taxes, no friends. More responsibility, trouble with Imperials. More responsibility. I'm 100% confident on that. That is correct. Yeah. I already knew that one too. That's why. Okay. How many stormtroopers are present when Han is loaded into the Slave 1? Oh, dang. One, two, three, none. Man, I can't picture that. Okay, so I, I, I'm on slave one that ramps down. Someone's pushing, someone's pushing 
on up into except. So it's either it's either one it's either one or zero. I'm I'm very confident that's either one or zero, because I know someone's pushing up. So it could either one stern trooper and then Boba Fett is is. Dang it. Because either it's one Strum Trooper and Boba Fett's standing there watching him, or it's Boba Fett by himself pushing it up in there. It's one. Of, it's either one or zero. I doubt it. I can't imagine that there wasn't any out there. Uh, so, yeah, it might be like one Strum Trooper's pushing it up, and Boba's Boba just sitting there looking around. It could be that. I could also see it being two. I'm pretty sure it wasn't two. I'd say one. Let's, I, I, You're going to say one's, one? One's my answer. One is correct. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. What does Obi-Wan tell Luke will happen if he faces Vader? Oh, yeah. He will no longer be trained. He will face him alone. He will be turned (laughs) to the dark side. He will not be strong enough. Yeah, I know. know He will no longer be trained. He will face him alone. He will be turned to the dark side. He will not be strong enough. He will face him alone. Finish the oh sorry that one's correct <laughs> oh okay I'm like well <laughs> I keep forgetting like the ones that I find obvious and I'm just kind of like moving on I'm yeah, like oh wait I need yeah. to tell <laughs> I need to tell everyone how many questions right. are there on this this is the last one okay, okay finish the quote you have learned much young Skywalker my son young Jedi young one ooh hmm. I want to say it's Young Jedi. I, I I feel pretty good about that. I was thinking Young Skywalker. But I think this is pre him telling that he's his father. That's why I don't think it's the first two. Why couldn't he call him Skywalker? I guess, well, I guess theoretically he... Yeah, never mind. I'm going with Young Skywalker. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Young Jedi, but... Ah, oh, wrong again. I was right. Actually, I don't know. There might have a one in three chance of being right, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> uh, boy. Okay. All right. So let's go back and, and see what the uh, ones we missed were here. Yeah. Um, Did it show? It didn't show. So I'm, I'll have to jump back in here to. So it was Ozzel. Really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, I knew Pete wasn't the right one. I knew that one for sure. I didn't North was one. right, so I got that one right. It was North? It was North. I, Take that. I don't believe you. <laughs> I knew you're lying. <laughs> and, um... You said the cave on Dagobah was only what is inside you, correct? Yeah. That was wrong. Why? What is it? I don't know. Oh. Now we have to... Uh, hold on. I, what was the uh, what was the first choice? That was the first choice. Oh, yeah, that was the second choice. <laughs> oh, I'm, I have to go back to it. Hold on a second. <laughs> Tell a joke or something. <laughs> so, anyway, what's up with airplane food? That was, that was crazy. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is falling apart at the seams. <laughs> okay, so... I had said only what you fear. You had said only what is inside you. Yeah. So now there's only what you take with you, only what you wish to see. Only what you take with you. Yeah, that was right. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of upset we got that one wrong. Yeah, I feel like I should have got that one right. So, okay, I'm going to do my B27 that I guessed earlier. Oh, I was wrong. I'm not even going back. I'm not, I don't even, I'm sorry. I'm not going back again at this point. I'll try. For those of you who are, yeah, look it up real quick so we can tell people what the correct answer is. 
It is platform 327. I, I was right about the letter thing. Mm. I just wasn't sure what number was. Well, you don't get that one right, though. You, no, I, I you get still, half right. You're still wrong. I get half a point. <laughs> half a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what's the, ne what's the next one? Um... It wasn't Young Jedi either. Really? Yeah, it must have been a young one, maybe. Could be, yeah. Look that up real what quick. Was the, what was the quote for that game here now? I don't remember either <laughs> now. <laughs> you have learned much, I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was Young One. Young One. So we both got that one wrong. Yeah. No, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, it is, it is, it is. You've learned what's young one. All right, well. You'll find that I've There you guys go. I hope you uh, had <laughs> had uh, good luck. Hopefully not too disappointed in us here. <laughs> um, I've never been good at, at quizzes. No, so. I'm not either. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it feels good that I got one more point than Braxton. But, I don't um, think that's true, but anyway. <laughs> you, well, I know some of the answers. Uh, you just copied me. That's what it was. Copied you? Yeah. That's a bunch of baloney. If yeah, I've ever heard right. any. Anyways, <laughs> I hope let you guys us let us know in the that. comments what you guys how you yeah, guys did. Let us know how many points you guys received on that. Um, but anyways, I guess we should probably wrap up. We gone gone a little long. Um, <laughs> we had fun though. Apologize to all of you and my wife. Uh, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. She's gonna she's gonna whoop you, boy. <laughs> gonna put whooping on you. But anyways, but anyways, we want to thank you guys so much for the continued support towards the podcast. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for weekly news, polls, discussions, and more. Please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, and we thank you for listening and joining us. And join us next week for episode nineteen, where we will also have our Queen's Peril book review, non-spoiler for you guys to uh, check out. But until next time, may the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal.